All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hello, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. How are you? You are in a different location today. Yeah, yeah, they they were doing work on my apartment, and uh, it, it was just going to be a two-day thing. We were going to get an Airbnb, and we extended because they were, they were going to put a new floor in the bedroom, and they, they tore up the um, the plywood underneath the floor, and there was some well or or, or or drain or something from, I, I don't know, the Great Depression, whenever it was just, somebody just filled this thing with rocks, and there's a bunch of moldy water in there, so... Uh, they had Good. to fill that in. There was a busted pipe in the wall. They had to tear some of the wall out, fix that. And so, yeah, it ended up being, you know, three times as much work as it was originally going to be. So we extended here. But, um, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. I'm out in Canarsie. I'm out by uh, um, out out fairly close to the beach. So we've been taking cabs there. I asked uh, Amy to marry me at the beach really? a couple days ago. Dude, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm assuming she said yes because I just said that's awesome. You never said I asked me to marry me, and she said yes. I'm assuming that's the outcome. Yeah, no, no, no. She said no. I was going to talk about it here on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I was going to just. She said no. She led me on. Uh, turned out she kind of wanted a ring. Uh, not, not, not the wedding part. Just literally the physical object. Oh, so, that's fantastic. That uh, wow, I, I, you really surprised me with that. Sometimes we and she, talk... she technically she didn't say yes. She shrieked a lot. Um, and yeah, it was uh, she was super excited. Uh, technically, I never asked my wife to marry me. Um, she knows the story better than I do because I forget everything. But I, uh, you just uh, showed up and, and had a surprise priest just kind of show up at her work with flowers no. and stuff like that. When I gave her the ring, apparently I didn't really pop the question. I just sort of, you know, like, okay, here we go. It's time or something like that. And she did the same thing. She squealed and put it That's on. That's old and, school, man. Yeah. And then the next morning. That's Eisenhower next... Republican shit. Here's the ring. We're getting married in six months. Let's go. We're late to dinner. Exactly. Like the next Your day last she man, realized. name is mine now. Yeah. That, that I had never asked the question. Well, congrats. Like I was just going to say is that some, we, we talk off air before and after recording usually you give me a heads up or i give you a heads completely by surprise i'm really happy for you okay so uh not that the listeners care but uh i'm gonna uh, I, we, we've got a gossip we've got a dish are you gonna do it uh there are you gonna do it by her family you're gonna do it back here in the corn state uh i i know it's early for any plans but what are you thinking well i i mean you know really early we haven't really talked about it much but we're I actually, she kind of wanted to do Iowa, man. I told her I'm good with doing it wherever. Um, yeah, that's up to you. I I I don't really care. Um, but she Guys said she's got care. family and she, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it's a, it's a, it's a thing for women. Let's be honest. You, you yeah. know, if it was, if if we had no pressure for them to get married, there'd be like seven people married right now. That like that's it. But. Uh, yeah, I, I told her wherever. She said um, back there because she said she can get most of her family to kind of come out there. And then she also has extended family in Chicago, and so it kind of works. Whereas nice. getting people to come from Iowa to New York or Pennsylvania, that's a much longer trip than uh, right. from Chicago to Iowa. So Well, cool. Um, I will give you one uh, piece of advice or one suggestion or offering, and then we'll move on. Um, when it comes to the dinner... And I am not kidding. I did this at my wedding, at my, at our, at our wedding, pizza. My uh, wife, when she pizza, huh? 
pizza. Well, she she said something. I can't remember. I, she, I let her do all the planning because it's for her. It's her important. She wanted it. And I said, let's just have pizza. And she freaked out a little. She said, pizza, you can't do that. It's got to be chicken or fish or steak. You know, it's got to be the standards of vegetables. This is a good idea. I'll get poly eyes, man. I miss oh, poly eyes. It's fantastic. Well, I don't know if they can do it on that scale. Maybe they can. But, uh, oh, we, shit. You're right. We did Zio Giano's, and they, they banged it out. But the whole point is she started asking her friends, uh, telling her friends, Nathan wants pizza. And they started going, holy shit, pizza's great. Everybody hates wedding food. Everybody loves pizza. That's a good idea. Yeah. And we served pizza, and everybody freaked out. They loved it. Everybody expects going to a wedding and getting just shit they do not like. And they got pizza, and they loved it. I, I recommend pizza for the meal, absolutely. And we could, we could, we've lived in New York long enough that we could annoy everybody else by being pizza snobs there and be like, this ain't real pizza. This ain't how they do it on the East Coast. It's not good pizza. Right. I'm used to buying by the slice, God damn it. What's this full yeah, pie shit? Yeah. All right, Actually, so. to tell you the truth, a lot of the places that do it by the slice aren't really that good out here. You know? Really? You, you, you want the ones that, that just do it by full pie. I mean, that's not true for all of them, but it's, it's a lot of the slice places tend to be really cheap, kind of bare bones kind of thing. And then also you don't know how long the slice has been sitting around, too. That's, that's another thing. You know what I want to do is I, wanna, I went to school for two years in Boston, and uh, we went to a pizza place on the corner by my dorm called Cappy's. Loved it. Dollar slices. Would eat there you know twice a day, every day, all, and uh, sure. I loved it. I want to go back and see if nostalgia matches my palate today. I, if I walk in and go, "Whoa, this is the shit I ate," or if if I if if I just have uh, if my memories are correct and I would still love it because I loved those dollar slices. Yeah, I mean, some of them are okay. Which which way? Where's where's the place you're talking about? It was called Cappy's in Boston, uh, Massachusetts. Oh, in Boston. I was okay. I missed that. I missed that. I was thinking New York. Yeah, Sorry, we, we have a sort of weird connection, listeners. Like, since we record ourselves, we can it, keep yeah, going. Yeah, cut out a little bit. Yeah, we can keep going because it's not going to affect you, but there's a second delay between Jake and I. All right, well, let, let's continue down the path of your marriage by saying, do you think once you are married, you are going to hire a pool boy to have sex with Amy while you jerk off in the corner? Because... That Jerry Falwell uh, story was big for a day, and then it disappeared. But I love it. I love the Jerry Falwell story. I, I could talk about it all week. If I do do that, I will make sure that the church, the mega church that I run, never finds out about it. I can tell you that. <laughs> Have you been keeping up on the Jerry Falwell story, Junior, the Jerry Falwell Junior story at all? Um, a little bit. I believe last week I compared him to the people in Righteous Gemstones. Yes. Holy shit, does that analogy hold up? Uh, very much holds up. He's he's even more Uncle Baby Billy Boy than I thought. This is great. I forgot we talked about him when you said that because he hadn't been busted for this yet. He had. Oh, he had taken the picture. Uh, I told this you, guy. I told you exactly what this guy was. I told you yes. exactly what this was. And then the more the story unfolds, it's like, yep, he's just a weird, kinky, rich dude who parties. Um, the the thing that his father made his millions off of was convincing people that God was real. It's no different than fucking running scams and stock markets and everything else. This is true. Now, so when I ask if you've been keeping up on it... Um, it started with one pool boy. Now there are two pool boys uh, with the same claim. Apparently, Falwell, oh, I missed the second pool boy. Sorry. Second pool boy. They both work at uh, this what's being called a gay youth hostel in Miami that Falwell 
invested in. So you have this megachurch anti-gay guy who has a hostel for young gay men. <laughs> and I don't know why gay men are banging his wife. Wait, oh, dude, that's even women. worse for the evangelical. That means... That means that not only was he letting a guy fuck his wife, but he he let a gay guy fuck his wife, right? That's like that's right. like everything that evangelicals are all you know they're all like don't don't um, support any gay rights because otherwise the gay guys are going to come fuck all of our wives. That sounded insane <laughs> before this story. That sounded insane before this. But now we realize it's legit. Okay, here's where it takes a conspiracy theory turn, and what everyone has to understand is. Anytime Tom Arnold opens his mouth, you have to take it with more than a grain of salt. You have to take it with like a full bag of salt, like a, a Costco level bag of salt. But Tom Arnold is now claiming, Roseanne's ex-husband is claiming that Michael Cohen, Donald Trump's former lawyer, has pictures and video of all of this happening and that Jerry Falwell Jr. approached Michael Cohen and said, hey, I need help. How do I keep this out of the press? And like with the Inquirer stories with Trump, Michael Cohen got the press to bury the story on Jerry Falwell having a guy fuck his wife while he jerks off in the corner if Jerry Falwell would endorse Trump in 2016. It's this big conspiracy. Who knows if it's real? But I, I love it more than anything. I am waiting for Michael Cohen to get interviewed now and either confirm or deny Tom Arnold's story. But that's Tom Arnold's claim, is that Falwell endorsed Trump because Michael Cohen buried the story in 2016. It still came out in 2020, but that's, that's what Tom Arnold is claiming. Uh, I think Jerry Falwell Jr. supported Trump in 2016 because Trump also is a shady, rich con man. Uh, who does a lot of kinky sex shit, and so he's just like, dude, finally one of my guys truly is uh, is in office. Why would he not? You think this guy was voting for Hillary? Come on, man. And because uh, Trump is just uh, his daddy's son. His dad built the empire, and his son just uh, took the $500 million. Dude, Jerry Falwell Jr. is the Donald Trump of, of, of Jesus. Like, this is, <laughs> you, you know, it, 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 of course he supported him. It, 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 I don't think you needed to con that man into doing it. I think I think all that happened to get him. I think the real conspiracy to make him vote for Trump was Trump just showed up with hookers and coke and was like, "Hey, you want me to fuck your wife?" And he was like, "Yes, and I'll vote for you." <laughs> you know, fuck my <laughs> wife while I check your mark off on the on my mail-in ballot. You know. Well, here, so here's my question for you: Is from what I've heard as of yesterday, we are recording on Sunday, August thirtieth in the morning. Um, as of yesterday, Jerry Falwell's wife was falling on the sword. Um, he released the statement saying, I was heartbroken uh, because my wife had an affair and I love her and it hurt my feelings. I just found out that my wife was having sex with these pool boys right in front of me. She snuck <laughs> up on me from the 12 o'clock, that sneaky whore. Well, so, but so she, he, everyone Can't a was man saying, just relax in his Speedo without a pool boy sneakily <laughs> fucking his wife in front of him without him realizing A Speedo, that's a disgusting visual. Um, <laughs> but every, everyone was saying that he threw his wife under the bus, and so the first thing she did is come out, came out and fell on the sword saying, no, no, he didn't know about it, I was just having an affair. So she's towing the line that uh, it's just a uh, consensual. Well, yeah, that makes sense. 
Why but wouldn't I, she? She just has. She just has to make it like he's he's the guy in charge of the church at the end of the day, not her. So he, she's got to sort of make it to like if she contains the if she jumps on the grenade and absorbs all of that. He may still be able to keep the money. They just want to keep their rich guy lifestyle. Yeah, that's, that's true. it. That's it. They're, they're clearly um, not these. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're super into God. Our favorite page in the Bible's number seven or whatever. Like they're not these people. You know, they're like I said, they're the son of a fucking Bible salesman. You, you know, like like some guys get. Get, get, get hold their, on, their, hold their on. Kids rich off of I'm just going to be laughing over you for a minute, so you have to stop. <laughs> because everybody always says my favorite verse, but the way you said my favorite page, <laughs> that got me. Because most people talk right, about their favorite I, verse or the favorite passage. The way you said, I just, I don't know why I like that so much, but my favorite page, it just struck me as incredibly funny. I just—I've never heard it described. That's dude. Like that. My favorite quote of Jesus. You know I've heard that a million that times. Way? My favorite parable, but no, you went with favorite page, and for some reason, I, just, I like that so much. I think it's because you, know, you said it so casually. Well, I—I I, I ripped it off. You know who I ripped it off from? Uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. I heard that in one of the sermons. I'm like, dude, people don't talk about it. Like, come on, people don't do that. No, you definitely don't. That's fantastic. Like, I also like page seven. I also like page seven. It's a great page. Very good page. Thank you, Jerry Falwell Jr. Let's go fuck your wife on. on top the listeners of page don't seven know this, but I'm crying right now. I've, I've literally got tears in my eye. I don't know why. That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but just page in the Bible really got me. Okay, I'm Thanks, sorry. It was, it, was nice, it was a nice sneaky one. Yeah, but it was, it was not funny. You're giving that one way more credit than it I deserves. Know, I, gotta, I gotta keep I this podcast admit, I admit it hit me strange for some reason. Oh, you know what it is? It's because we're recording in the morning and you've got your coffee going. You've got your monster coffee, your espresso drink, where you're, you're out, all your synapses are firing. When we would record late at night, you'd be sluggish or, or like... Uh, if you if I if you yeah. catch you right in that right buzz, this is when you're awake and you're like you're the the the, the coffee's hitting. Yeah, you and hard. I am pretty tired, man, because I uh, I kind of woke up last night because we had eaten these edibles and it took me fucking forever to get back to sleep. I just watched Bob's Burgers forever and. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, no, so yeah, I agree with you. They just want to hold on to it. I I think probably they want their money, and if they can hold on to it, their power. So that's the question I was going to ask you: Is what do you think this does? to evangelicals do you think it just destroys him do you think they forgive him because that was his wife's quote she said why can't christians be as forgiving as christ and i thought that was just that was a funny quote on her part like uh, christ has forgiven us for our transgressions or she then followed mine. up also with christ also has really good abs in every single crucifix i've seen it on god i would let him fuck me in front of my husband <laughs> He would have made a great cool boy but what do you do you think this uh i want I mean, the second coming on my chest Oh, so so right away, um, there there were two conflicting reports. One said he stepped down as the president of Liberty University. And then right behind that, he said, no, no, I'm not stepping down. I'm taking a short leave of absence. So there could be a power struggle. He might desperately try to hold on to this shit. Do you think this collapses the university? Do you think the university moves on without him? Do you think he just goes away with his millions? What do you think happens from here? It's all speculation, but what do you think? I think, I think he's, he's going to take a decent chunk. Like He is the 
son of the guy who created that shit, you know. So he's going to take a decent chunk. I think they're going to separate themselves from from him. I, they have to just kind of cauterize that, you, you know what I mean? Uh, cut the arm off, fucking yeah. sear it shut, that kind of thing. Uh, in terms of the university, they, you know, these are these are people who you know claim to be deeply religious, and then they'll they'll back a guy like Donald Trump, who's on his third trophy wife and is walking into underage beauty pageant contestants dressing rooms and shit like there's not you know yeah. they they have no problem being super super hypocritical with the the social part of, of the religious something. stuff they, yeah but um so yeah i i think it sticks around uh, definitely i i think this guy he's 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 going to take a decent amount, but but that's that's the thing is if if you're if you're the the church you kind of gotta you kind of gotta get that guy out of there because it's one thing to support like a like a candidate who's really kind of loose morally according to your little rules from the Middle Ages or whatever, um, but if like the guy heading the church is clearly engaged in all of this stuff, then yeah you got yeah, You got to well, let him go. The, the the problem is the thing I quick Googled is uh, to anybody listening, I read a I, I thought it was fantastic. I read a book years and years ago by a man named uh, man. He's a kid. He's in his 20s. Uh, Kevin Roos, R-O-O-S-E. And the book was called The Unlikely Disciple, A Sinner's Semester at America's Holiest University. So Kevin, the author, wanted and this is i have i haven't read i read it years ago so stay with me as i stumble through this i believe he wanted to be a journalist if if not a journalist he at least obviously wanted to be an author um i'm pretty sure it was a journalist but he enrolled in liberty university so that he could study it and he said he felt guilty he said that he, he set a series of boundaries for himself he wouldn't um, he would tell like white lies, but he wouldn't outright lie. He wouldn't, he wanted to maintain who he was, but be undercover, if that makes sense. Like he wouldn't create a new okay. identity and say, I'm a super Christian, just like you. He would, he would deflect questions. So he, he did it as eth ethically as you can. Um, but he went and, and was a student there. And what he discovered was it's like any university only with more hypocrisy. Um, everything you just said about Falwell all the students were doing is is they would say, oh, we have to be virgin, virginal. Oh, but we're going to fuck on the side. Like, everybody was fucking, everybody was drinking, everybody was smoking pot. Yeah. The only difference was we can do it because we're Christians, and even though we know it's bad, it's like, oh, we're sorry, Jesus, but I really wanted to get that blowjob. Oh, I'm sorry, Jesus, I really wanted to chug that beer. So they were, ju they were college students. They just hid it from everyone. Like, they, they didn't party openly. Sure they would just hook up on the side and then ask forgiveness and say, well, you know, it's my boyfriend. I know premarital sex is wrong, but we're dating and we love each other. We both love Jesus, so that makes it okay. So it, it's it's not that uh, Falwell is a hypocrite. It's that not, and I don't want to pick on Christians or evangelicals. Everybody is a hypocrite. You and I are hypocrites in ways maybe we don't understand. Everybody has areas of their life where they pretend or project to be one thing and then don't do it. It's just that yeah, dude, I, I always shit on religion, but I always eat those church wafers whenever I get the chance. Those things are delicious, <laughs> man. Well, the, thing, the, the only problem I have with uh, any anyone, the only problem I have with anyone is be a hypocrite. But if you look 
down your nose at people if you act like you are the authority like for for the reason i find this also amusing is falwell is 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 just anti-gay and you have to live by this code and you must do this and behind closed doors he's doing whatever he wants and that's the only part i don't like is live your life do what you want just don't judge others and so when the evangelicals fuck and smoke and drink and do whatever one is meant to do because we're human that's fine it's when they turn around and say you shouldn't be doing this because jesus that's the problem i have and that's why i find this whole thing amusing is because it's it's hypocrisy well, yeah if it wasn't if it wasn't for the hypocrisy like because if, if somebody's just uh, they're, they're a swinger they're whatever it's like yeah dude that's that's their own fucking business but why you, you know right like who, who cares but yeah yeah it's it's, it's where they're going to shame everybody else for you know not living this this conservative socially life and then they they do this I will say that I definitely 100% believe these pool boys just because, um, uh, well, the the staying quiet and stepping down quietly, you know, I got to deal with the lawyers. Here's here's the thing. I've uh, I've never let a pool boy fuck my girlfriend in front of me. I want you real quick to accuse me of uh, letting it. Just say, say you've heard accusations from pool boys that they've been fucking my girlfriend. You got it, Jake. Um, I know you just got yeah. engaged and you and you love your girlfriend. That's why you would ask her to marry you. Very much. So. Uh, there have been reports, however, that uh, you've been asking pool boys to fuck your girlfriend while you jerk off in the corner. Do you have any comment on that? Oh yeah, yeah. hang on, hang. On. Give me the microphone. Yeah, bullshit. Absolute bullshit. I I I, I don't need to. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't need to go contact the lawyer. No, I'll tell you right now for free. Bullshit. Right. Legally speaking. Completely fucking false. I don't know what the... I, I can't name a statute on how uh, Smith versus whoever, why this is bullshit. I can tell you this absolutely did not happen. Now, now I want you to ask me again. Now I want you to ask same, same question. Same, skip to the end. Skip, sure. skip, skip to the cool boy. So the rumors are that uh, you, Jake, have been having uh, pool boys have sex with your girlfriend while you uh, pleasure yourself in the corner. Do you have any comment <laughs> on that? Sorry, what was the question again? Well, the question was that you have pool boys, other men. Listen, have... I can't, I can't take any more questions right now. I have to go contact my lawyer. Uh, I, 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 I'll, <laughs> I'll give a press conference at some point. A deal's being worked out with the pool boy. I, I no comment at this time. I don't know whether I did or I didn't. Uh, you see the difference between those two answers? I, I think there's a slight difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After we're done, second recording, guy definitely. I'll second play guy, him he's... back and, and yeah. examine them again. Yes. <laughs> I'm not, I don't claim to be a psychic. I don't claim to be an, an expert interpreter or, or uh, interrogator and anything like that. Um, second guy is definitely work. interpreter yeah. of actions or interrogator of yeah. suspect. You know, yeah, you, you know, both words work in that situation. Or just knowing when some guy is damn sure into some kinky, kinky cuckery. That's that's definitely the second guy. And what do you think? Now, now we've talked about this in the past. I have uh, an ex-girlfriend that became, I don't think she does it anymore, but a spanker. as like a light dominatrix. She would put guys over their uh, her lap and spank them. Um, and she always said it was the same thing. It's it's the, the white, powerful bankers, CEOs. It's, it's, it's not the guy that works at McDonald's, the guy that gets yelled at all day. And so that's all. the other reason this makes sense is because the guys that have all the power and he had all the power, are the ones that do the uh, degrading, um, you know, the things that put them in their place. They are, and so that's why this also makes sense, because he yeah. fits the profile of someone that 
has so much going on that that would be a weird kink slash fetish of his to be put in his place because no one else does it for him. He he was a god in his own world. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's definitely that with those guys, and then I think another thing is sort of like um, if if you if let's say you eat a lot of pizza, right? You kind of got to get other types of pizza sometimes, yeah. you, you know, like. Whereas this guy definitely has the means to have a bunch of like like wild kinky sex all the time, you, you know. So the, the the guy that works at McDonald's, well, he can't afford to go to crazy swinger places and and and, and hire dominatrixes and shit like that. You know, it's just not it's something that's ever going to be on the menu for him. So I think it's that too. Yeah, you know? yeah. What um, opportunity, basically, the yeah. difference between. Yeah two people and how they live their lives and what they do is opportunity. If you have opportunity, you generally take it. And if you don't, you think about it or long for it, or you don't think about it because it's not even in the realm of your existence. But opportunity... Yeah, and I mean, if, if you indulge in anything a lot, too, it's, I think it's an indulgence thing. Like, if you, if you indulge in anything a lot, you kind of need more of that thing to kind of keep it going. So it's got to get weirder. It's got to be... I'll bet there's costumes involved sometimes. I'll bet it gets fucking ridiculous over there. Oh, it's it's that uh, South Park episode where they lose the internet, and uh, Randy Marsh it, it goes a little insane because um, sex with his wife or just you know thinking about it, he can't jerk off because remember at the end of the he he yeah. needs to find the freakiest shit online because he's been jerking off to you know more and more freaky shit, and at the end of the episode he explodes all over himself. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's once you head down a path of kinks. You burn through a kink, and then you have to expand. It does. It's got to be expand. freakier. Right. I'll bet at some point, if had he not got caught, he would have been... Oh, it says my internet connection is unstable. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're back now. But I think had he not gotten caught, at some point, Jerry Falwell Jr. would have been jerking off to a, a, a team of guys dressed like rabbis and just imams and other other, other religious characters... Uh, sleeping with, I, I think one of them would have been dressed like the, uh, the, 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 the Hindu god with all the arms. I think that would have been a thing. Ganesh, it would have been wild. Yeah. Um, well, uh, we've uh, locked up listeners for a second. Jake is uh, not there. Okay, I'm back now, yeah. There you are, you're back. Yeah, you're back. Um, well, speaking of uh, kinky sex, in in the, let's let's segue. Uh, this isn't kinky sex. This is outright horrible rape. I sent you an article. Roman Polanski. We've talked about him in the past. Um, he petitioned to be put back on the board of Oscars uh, so that he could vote for the Academy Awards because he's an Oscar-winning director, and he got turned down. Um, you and I have talked about this in the past. Can we should we take a moment to pour one out to to feel sad for? a pedophile rapist who just wants his name cleared, not because it deserves to be cleared, not because he's innocent, but because so much time has passed, we should all just forget about it. Yeah, good old Polanski, man. Um, you know, what, what, what are you going to do? It's it's crazy. I don't know how more people like uh, Weinstein and, and, and Bill Cosby and all those guys, when, when people really started going down for the, the, the Me Too shit, you know, I don't know how the fuck they didn't take a page from that guy's book and just, I'm going to hop on a plane and go someplace they're never going to get me back from. Um, I mean, I'm glad they didn't because I want people like that in prison, but, you know. 
Yeah. It's fucking wild, man. I absolutely agree with you. I, if it, if I was guilty oh, man, as you shit, freezing up I would have been in Bora Bora in, what's that? I said you were freezing up bad, man. I can't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, you're, I, you're, all right, you're completely back locking up. I got the, the gist of what you were saying, but we talked about this. Didn't Russell Simmons went to Thailand? Uh, or thought, oh, yeah. I forgot about and that. that. I that forgot was about like, Russell Simmons. He's the one guy that got it. And again, not that he's the one guy. What's that? He, he's the one he's, guy that figured it out. Not yeah. that we promote or believe that's the right move. But if I was guilty as shit, if I was an evil, awful person and saw the world collapsing around me, Absolutely, I would have been out of here. But I, I still, and I, and I know I'm repeating myself. We've talked about this. I still don't get how so many Hollywood people for so many years forgave Polanski and just went to work with him in Europe and said, you know, like, oh, he's such a great filmmaker. The idea he raped a 13-year-old girl, drugged and raped her, but it's, quote, okay, because, you know, 10 years, it was 10 years ago, it was 20 years ago. The idea that time, and I know that she's forgiven him and said, we should move on, but I just, I, I, something sits wrong with me. The idea that if enough time goes by, it's all forgiven. It's all. That's why I do not take most of these Hollywood jackasses seriously when they get on their fucking soapboxes and start preaching about uh, social injustices and how we need to make it. It's like, dude, you guys were sucking Weinstein's dick until 20 minutes ago. Stop yeah. it. Like, like you gave you gave Roman Polanski a standing ovation back, like for the pianist, for the like piano. fairly recently. You know. Um, so it's yeah, yeah. These it's it's they'll they'll do kind of one thing and look at me. I believe in the most progressive changes known to man. And then it's like, what, you, you, you want a fucking intern change to a radiator? Yes, sir, Mr. Executive, sir, Mr. Director, sure. Or, and then if it's not that, it's the exact opposite. It's, it's cancel culture no matter what the slight is. And I think of um, Casey Affleck, who apparently had a drinking problem and... We've talked about this. There's no reason to go into it again. But he he made uh, women on set feel uncomfortable, and I guess he he really he did something as as we and I've talked about this. He did something really inappropriate. He got uh, drunk and he crawled in bed with a woman, and she said, "Get out." And he went, "Okay," and he left. Absolutely inappropriate for him to crawl in bed with her. Absolutely inappropriate for him to hit on her. And I'm uh, he did. When she said yeah, I don't get out, the details he left. Behind the Casey Affleck thing. What's that? I don't even remember the details behind the Casey Well, that, that's the thing. thing. is He was filming yeah. a movie. So the, the point is, he did something that was really wrong in climbing in bed with her. He also had the wherewithal when she said, get out of bed. He left. And people are acting like he's Weinstein. Why not act like he's someone with a drinking problem that needs help and let him beg forgiveness because he should ask for forgiveness. He shouldn't say, well, I just climbed in bed with her. But when she said, no, I didn't fuck her. You shouldn't have climbed in bed with her. But there are a lot of celebrities, I'm not going to name them, there are a bunch that were saying he's just as bad as Weinstein because he tried to have sex with her. Absolutely say what he did was wrong. Absolutely allow him to beg for forgiveness and say, I had a severe problem with alcohol. Let me make it up to you. Because the two are not the same. His actions started out the same, but at least he had the wherewithal to understand. or not under. He's not a monster. He didn't... He, he, was inappropriate in his initial action, but at his core did not do anything violent or harmful. He scared a woman, and that is wrong and bad, and he should be judged for that, but he shouldn't have his career ruined, and he shouldn't be judged for life because of a horrible action that 
scared someone but did not physically harm them, in my opinion. Right. So what we're saying basically is uh, uh, Casey Affleck, if you're listening and would like to be a guest on the show, we will have you on the Love Gurus podcast. <laughs> so come on the show. Let's let's, let's just... talk old drinking stories, but. Let's talk old drinking stories. Yes, because I'm just saying that it's funny. Like you said, they, they are either they're either sucking Harvey Weinstein's dick, or when they make a hard left turn, then everybody is suddenly Harvey Weinstein. There is there's no uh, gradient scale for what is acceptable and unacceptable. Because yes, what Casey Affleck did was unacceptable. Is he now banished for life? If he and maybe he hasn't begged forgiveness. Maybe he does need to make a formal apology and say, look, what I did was wrong. I don't know. I'm just saying that what Harvey Weinstein did and what Casey Affleck did are two different things. They're, they're both wrong. Right. But once you step into that level of wrong, Harvey Weinstein ran several marathons where Casey Affleck seemed to have sort of slowed down, stopped, and looked around and went, ooh, yeah, uh, maybe I better make better decisions. We, that's the thing you got to realize about Casey Adley is he did have a, a severe drinking problem. Like he actually talked about, I think this was on the View or something one day. He he he'd been drinking all night at some party in Miami, and he blacked out. And just when he came to, he was fucking Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife while dressed as a pool boy. <laughs> he was like, "What am I doing here? Is that Jerry Falwell Jr. jerking off in a speedo next to me? I've hit rock bottom. I need to find Jesus. Not Jerry Falwell Jr.'s Jesus. That's just a guy dressed like Jesus also jacking off. I'm talking about the real God. I'm talking about the Alcoholics Anonymous Jesus. That, that is a hard bottom to hit right there. Yeah. All right, let's close out with a couple quick things. Um, I don't really have much to say about this other than it really disappeared from the news. I saw one tiny mention of it, and then it was gone. I'm going to click on the story just so I get the timeline right. Uh, the woman that gave John Belushi... Uh, oh, I guess there was no anniversary. It was just that she died. The, the woman, Kathy Smith, who gave John Belushi the fatal dose of heroin the night he died, she died. She At age 73, the woman that injected John Belushi died, so... Not saying wow. that should have been big news, but at least it was a little something like, oh, shit, yeah, I remember that. She she, she killed John Belushi on accident, but... She I, didn't, uh, I, I, I didn't remember the details around it. I know he OD'd on heroin, but I didn't... Yeah, but uh, he did not give himself the final shot. That was the problem. Uh, is she, wow. I think she was tried for murder. I didn't really... But I remember that she oh, was crazy. there, and she supplied the drugs, and, and yeah. she gave him... Um, and then finally, hey, uh, when you schedule your wedding, if you do come to Iowa, I would say, and I know weddings don't happen overnight, that's eloping, I, give it a year, because right now, I don't know if you saw we're gonna, this, yeah, we're gonna Iowa is ranked number one in the world for uh, relative to population COVID cases. Um, that's wild, man. Uh, Iowa City is number four on the list of worst cities in America, beating New York, beating Chicago, beat number four for cities in America uh, relative to population, and I believe Ames is number three. Uh, Iowa City was five, but then it bumped up a notch to four as of yesterday. Yeah, we all the college students came home to Iowa City and Ames, and they started going to bars, and again, it's not like we have 10,000 cases, but cases per capita of population we we've we've shot through the roof it's um, the county i live in is insane as far as i know every single friend of mine on facebook who's posted nonsense about uh the, the coronavirus being a hoax 
uh, live, lives back in Iowa, and yeah. it's it's weird how quiet they've been about this shit <laughs> the, last, <laughs> the last month. I, so so I, I don't know. They just haven't been on the internet as much. I, I wonder what's going on. Maybe, maybe they got they, the uh, maybe they got a little cough. Maybe maybe they got a little hoaxy cough. A little <laughs> a little crisis actor sniffles. Is that what they got there? A little something. So so there you go. So uh, Jake, enjoy New York. Oh, the the same thing. And I know you've talked about uh, where your apartment is. Everyone being without masks, but. New York, at the same time Iowa City was ranked number five a couple days ago before it jumped to four, New York City was ranked number 509. Your cases have plummeted, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been going well here, man. I don't know if it's, if it's uh, you know, because of how, how much, like, New York locked down because it got yeah. hit overnight so people here were freaked out and i'm the opposite of a hypochondriac i never care about shit like anything medical anything health wise i just i i whatever i'm, I'm a caution to the wind kind of guy when it comes to that but it was like everybody knew somebody who had it within a few days of it really get and, and 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 it was crazy and so people were like oh this is this is fucking wild and so because of that it was you know it wasn't a gradual thing and so everybody just clamped way down i don't know if that is part of it I don't know if this herd immunity shit that they've been talking about, maybe maybe it, it hit us so hard that, like, a bunch of us just got it and are immune to it. I mean, I, I don't know, but, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll it seems to be. Because I knew, I knew lots of people that had it. I knew a few people whose, like, parents died from it and family members and stuff like that, like, older for the most part. Um, but it since, you know, for the last little while, I, I don't know anyone who's been getting it, you know, within the last couple months. Personally, well, I, I know uh, someone and hopefully that'll happen to Iowa City now. Maybe everyone will clamp down and be like, holy shit, if everyone knows every, someone because of how many people are apparently catching it. But I know someone and this is one of those sad, funny stories, one of those uh, uh, Scheudenfrada, prideful joy. Um, I know someone who got tested and was negative, thankfully, but their entire family got it or had to get Ooh. tested because their anti-masker uh, family member, I, uncle, cousin, whatever, one of their like, ah, this is all a hoax. Trump says it's whatever. He got it really bad and gave it to their mother, who is now on a ventilator and struggling for life. And so everyone had to get checked because... Something about an anti-masker, this is a hoax guy getting it, just kind of cracks me up. Because I want to know, I wish there was a way to do like a Netflix series about it, like follow him around... I want to know for how long into that illness did he just insist that it was the flu? Right. You know? Yeah. Nah, I've had this before. Oh, nah, it's, it's nothing. It's fine. Well, and not just fine. that, but I, I, I want the after interview when it's like, okay, the, the mom that's on the ventilator and struggling, if she doesn't make it, you know, like, all right, let's sit down. For months, you were a complete asshole saying, I know better than scientists and doctors, and you killed your mom. Look at yeah. the camera and talk about that. Talk about you making your mom sick and killing. I like. Or is, I, you know, is he sitting there next to his mother? They're both on ventilators, and he's going, as soon as mama bops back from this, she's going to need a, a good, strong president to get her job <laughs> going again to keep this economy floating. Something like that, yes. All right. Well, good talking to you. Congratulations again, and Jake. Thanks, Congratulations man. to you and I. We just did a entire Cheers. podcast without talking politics. We said, "There we go." Next, there we go. Yeah, we said last week. We said, "Let's not talk politics next week." Maybe we'll find more fun stories that are 
apolitical uh, next week too. We'll just lay off the politics yeah, yeah. For a and bit. we didn't we didn't mention that kid in uh, in in Wisconsin. I, don't I know didn't want to talk about like, that either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, here's here's the thing. I I don't think you should give guns to seventeen year olds and go uh, across state lines to fucking yeah. pop people and protest. And you uh, take own Boom. and like guns. This isn't this isn't a uh, you know like we hate guns yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. You own and like guns. It's just. So, all right. Thanks well, for listening, everyone. Jake yeah, my, my mom. Well, my mom never gave me a rifle to go to a Black Lives Matter protest, but she did when I was seventeen. Gave me uh, an AR-15 to go to a Black Friday sale, and she was like, "Get that goddamn TV! <laughs> I want you to get that fucking TV. I don't care what you have to do. You choose. You get in that door first. There's seven of them in there. They're twenty dollars each. I want one of those TVs. Those are good TVs on Black Friday." All right, jakefever.com, nathantimmel.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for writing nice reviews of us. We need those nice reviews, and we like you sharing our podcast. Later. <laughs>